Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fine edition of Ghost Chronicles, The Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, the Ron Kolick, senior as opposed to Ron Kolick, junior. Your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is my trusty companion, all the way from the land of the East Bridgewater. It's the blonde bombshell herself, and Kerrigan. Well, hello, hello, hello. How are you? Outstanding. Outstanding. Still yeah. sipping through a straw. <laughs> You're so funny. I know. So anyways, uh, TojiNet chat is down. Evidently, you can join us in the Pararex chat, though. Not a problem. Ah, uh-huh. there, so you, go. there you go. Now we'll have a whole influx of new people into Pararex. <laughs> All one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John's already there. John's already there. Hi, John. Hi, John. So, yes. anyway. So, no, no chitty chat tonight. No? No chitty chat. Well, I, I don't know. I guess I could go in Para-X. I don't usually. Yeah, okay. Sometimes they scare me there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's trying anyway. to go. But nothing anyway. personal. Nothing personal. I love yeah. you all. Yeah, insult everybody. Good job. <laughs> I know. Foot in mouth. Oh, well. So anyway, uh, we mind. have a good show tonight because we have my son with us and he has been investigating almost half his life uh the paranormal almost half my life yeah <laughs> you're in the 30s and you've been doing it for 16 years that's close to half little vh yeah yeah uh or he as he likes to call himself ron Kolick too ah all right yeah so yeah just to get rid of that junior nonsense on facebook yeah and uh What's the other one? They they they, they have another term, don't they? Uh, for for a sec- sequel. The second oh oh maybe maybe it's the Ron elder Kulik. or the younger. Maybe it's Ron Kolick reboot. No, there you go. You don't want to go with the second, or is that not appropriate? I don't know what's appropriate. What's not appropriate? Got I know you know when they get into the third and the fourth. How come they don't do the second? Uh, a, maybe they just do it when you're a king. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, if there are any kings listening tonight, why don't you call Please in let and know. let us know at at uh, not eight seven seven six eight seven. No, it ain't eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. There you go. It's too many phone numbers. It's killing me. I, you eight seven seven eight six four. I should say it slowly. Four eight six nine. So there you go. Because I know there's uh, going to be pedi- people just. Running to their telephones right now. Yeah. To call in. From Scotland. <laughs> From Scotland. That would be entertaining. Yes. Anyways, uh, 
You know, it's one cool thing about the morning show. We have, of course, the morning show is broadcast live here on Tojinet every Monday morning at 11 as well. But uh, you could actually text us during the show, which is kind of cool. Mm, and we get wow. people, we get people who text in, and and that's wow. Kinda, yeah. Who fesses up? Who fesses up their cell phone number for that? It can't we be have, you. It's the station, of course. Oh well, God bless. Yeah. Yeah, the station does all that. We have a we have two call-in numbers. We have a uh, text-in number, and uh, of course, do we we have the chat room when it's up as well. So there you go. Sweet, very sweet. So uh, Roy has suggested Esquire for for uh, Ron Ron Kolek rebooted. Yep. Okay, so what do you think that Ron? Um. It's already been done. I had a coworker at UPS that when we set up our automatic, um, was it, direct deposit, he mm-hmm. thought he'd be funny and put Esquire at the end of his name. <laughs> and mm-hmm. forever after, he was known as Esquire. So That's funny. In my mind, get- it's already taken. Pretty sure you have to be a lawyer to be Esquire. No, anybody. Really. Really? Hmm. Okay. Pretty sure. So, anyways. Yeah, we actually have a question for Ron Jr. already uh, from the Pararex chat room. And it's from John. He says, Ron, do you have your own ghost team as well? Um, if by ghost team you mean me and the fiance, sure. <laughs> oh, really? What's it called? Uh, ghost. Uh, New England Ghost Project. New England Ghost Project, the second. It's Team Raven. Anything that is Team Raven, period, period. That's cool. Perfect. Whether they like it or not. It works out. All right. Team Raven. There you go. So anyways, uh, Ron, you have – oh, before I get into that, uh, you know, Star Wars came out this year, and and Ron and I went to see it in uh, Beth and St. Jean. And I remember – in fact, it's still up in the attic – is Ron had a fantastic collection of Star Wars toys. And uh, when Jan used to work, uh, you should come home and we'd have the entire living room set up as Star Wars battles and stuff. It was, she always walked into something. She never knew what she was coming in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we'd have um, one of those um, stupid little plastic spring-loaded uh, guns that fire the sucker darts. Yeah, firing <laughs> each other's armies. Yeah, that's true. This is Ron. Epic. Okay, that's how you can pay for your teeth. You got to sell all all Ron Junior's old Star Wars stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go fund me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Vintage. Kill joy. Kill it's joy. It's vintage. Kill joy. It's vintage. Star it is Wars vintage. He has a real. He actually has some. He has some Star Wars toys that are actually. Uh, nobody else has them because uh, when he was young, uh, they used to have a Yoda hand puppet. Was uh, made out of like a rubber material, and he he had two of them. And I, uh, well, I had bought him two of them, and I took one of them, and I actually made a Yoda lamp out of it. So that was oh. kind of cool. Please tell me we still have that, by the way. I have no clue. It's up in the attic, and you know, a hundred degrees up there. So who knows what could happen? <laughs> it could be anything up there. Yeah, Yoda could be melted. Poor Yoda. And, and I actually built him a uh, a landing pad for uh, the vehicles as well, with an outworking elevator and stuff. Wow! Opening doors that opened. Telling you, you could, you could, 
You could be in that dentist chair tomorrow, man. Debate <laughs> tonight. New bridge tomorrow. Done. No, no. Tomorrow we are on an adventure. So yes, we are. About, yeah. So, but we're, we can excited. talk about that later. So I want to talk to Ron a little bit because right. you know, Ron. I, I, I was, you know, I really, you know, when I when you first learned I was going to go into this, doing with this ghost stuff, what'd you think? The old man's finally lost it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> he thinks that every day. Stop yeah, it. No, well, he always thought that. I think that about every day about a lot of people. That's right. There you go. So when did you realize that I had, and you actually decided to be part of this mess I was in? Um, because you can only sandbag your own father for so long. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I, I, you, I mean, you still find it interesting or else you wouldn't even be doing it. So, I mean. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, above and beyond that, there is just the factor of access. You mm-hmm. get to go to places. Real cool places. Yeah, really awesome places that other people won't necessarily ever be able to get to and in situations where they won't be able to to like I mean who <laughs> the um, ghost hunt up at uh, Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse on the 10th anniversary of 9-11 uh, <laughs> yeah that that one was interesting to say the least beyond a uh, Department of Homeland Security facility on high alert mm. <laughs> while trying to do an event <laughs> And, and of all the places that we have investigated, which one did you find the most intriguing, uh, Ron? <sighs> intriguing. Hmm. Wood, well, Island, Wood Island is awesome. Um, 1859 House. I, I was wondering if you were going to mention that because I, I found Wooden that place. Mansion. Really, yeah, I thought that was cool. 1859 House. Was one of our first investigations, and oh, well, it was my first. Certainly, yeah, it was several of them, and we did there, and I always found it interesting there. But yeah, you you picked some good choices. Mm. Where is the eighteen fifty nine house? San Mathewan on uh, Gaunt Square. It's actually Rosario. Yeah, it's kind of weird in that street level on the main floor. You have two floors above it. But then there's two below it, and the oh. bottommost one is actually street level for public parking. Hmm. And there was there was a bowling alley in the in the basement as well, which was kind of cool. When it was a oh, cool. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, and and it still had at the time when we were investigating, it still had the chalkboard with the last game that was uh, played there written on it. And oh, neat. Yeah, it was a it was a uh, a power uh, place uh, where the the founding fathers and and the movers and shakers in Methuen would go to meet and play cards and meet with women and oh, basically wow. have a good time. Wow, 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 wow! Do whatever it is that the one percent do when <laughs> the doors are closed. Uh huh. So what went on there? Tell me, tell me more. I mean, was it? Very haunted or moderately haunted? Ron? Um, 
what was your thoughts? Uh, the... <laughs> Ron, let me tell you, Ron is, Ron is very skeptical anyway. So, what, agreed, Ron? Um, yeah, skeptical, yes. Do, do I believe there's paranormal activity? Absolutely. Do I believe that everything out of the ordinary that happens is paranormal? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, to be a paranormal investigator, you need a really healthy skepticism. You need to look at every possibility. And, you know, as Sherlock Holmes would say, once you remove everything that's possible, whatever remains, however, however impossible, must be the truth. So you got to run down all the you know, little factors of what it could be before you say, oh, it's haunted. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. Much like the uh, infamous portal incident. The what? The portal? The portal incident. Where, um... I heard a so, ghost dog. Yes, that that's, wasn't me. That's my beloved Neo right on cue for my show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Let's just say a group of people, um, they're already in a um, excited frame of mind, and they happen to point a digital camera right at a fluorescent track light. Uh-huh. And, of course, you're going to get screen flare. Uh-huh. Nope, it was a portal. It was a portal. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God, I remember that one. Yeah, no matter what, no matter what you could say... <laughs> It was a portal. Yes, I do remember that like, one. That no, that, that was is, quite interesting. Yeah, that, that was purely the interaction of how a fluorescent tube bulb flares on your works camera. with the digital screen on a digital camera. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And that was uh, yeah. That was an interesting. Although it got my my favorite. EVP that we ever collected was from there, and that was, of course, it's the Ghostbusters when we were first setting up. So that was, I've always remembered that place fondly. But uh, we really didn't get that much activity, activity there. But I remember uh, speaking to him afterwards, and they said, oh, yeah, we had a medium come in. There were 400 revolutionary soldiers there. and 400? Uh, but don't yeah. worry, we sent them all on the way. <laughs> they sent them all to the light. There was Must no have been pretty Pretty crowded. Yeah, so wow. I was excited. Yep, they, they solved that problem for us. We didn't have to deal with that. Oh you know, well, thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. I love when <laughs> problems solve themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! The eighteen fifty nine house was actually an interesting uh, a place. There was a lot of darkness there, uh, a lot of uh, negativity, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I remember that's when Maureen actually channeled. Uh, were you there when she channeled that guy? Ron? Mm, In the basement? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Not, no disrespect to Maureen channeling, but it all kind of blurs together after a while. No, I mean, well, you do as many investigations that we have, everything kind of blurs together after a while, yeah. no offense. <laughs> Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I, I remember that a yeah, um, some suppose, sort of farmer yokel type that was uh, quite hostile to women. Yeah, well, this one wasn't a, a farmer yokel. He was he was uh, a big deal, and uh, he was actually murdered supposedly by 
uh, a woman. And oh. yeah, he wasn't real happy. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One probably follows the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was murdered there at the gentleman's club by a woman? Yeah. A woman ah. of fight, I believe. Mm -hmm. Did we ever uh, run that down? Super no, we never. Of course, that was way back in the day, and they would. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, there was a, that's where Brian the Monk actually got a, a cool photograph of that uh, uh, female head in the going to the upstairs, and oh, and that was that was one of the first places where God rest his soul, uh, thermal dam. I went with us. Mm. Yeah, and, and for those who don't know, we're talking about Thermal Dan Parson. It was a, he was a unique guy. He was an ex-fire chief, and uh, he had access to this multi-thousand-dollar thermal imager, which we were able to use in our investigations. And uh, uh, but one of the coolest things was up on the at, at uh, I was in one of the rooms, and and I was. Uh, telling the people that I was with that I, I feel like there's a, a cat uh, like rubbing against me and so forth. You know how a cat does? They rub against mm -hmm. the leg. Well, yeah. I kept saying it in uh, Thermal Dan put on the, the imager and it, and it looked like an image of a cat that, that was doing that. So that was kind of neat. It That's cool neat. Place. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, we were, uh, that's also one of the, the we were, we had the, when we first started out, we, we used whatever equipment we could find, and one of the pieces of equipment we had was a uh, the ghetto camera, as we so fondly call it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But basically, it was a a, a baby monitor. But the cool thing about it, Ian, which I think you would appreciate it, it was it had audio and video, infrared video, and it was also portable. It worked on a battery, and it broadcast back to the main uh, base camp. That's yeah. awesome. It, it was really cool, actually, for the day, especially back in the day when it was really in good shape. Mm -hmm. And, of course, back then, you, you didn't have DVRs. We had, you know, connected to a VCR and a small television set. Right, right, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, yeah. That was, that's how it was done back in the day. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I remember one time we were in the basement. Uh, Leo was with us and some other people, and uh, we, the base camp, I don't know if you were at the base camp, uh, Ron, or not, but they kept saying there's something to your left, and we kept... No, I was in, that was on the bottom floor, and yep. I was in the back. Are you in the back? Yeah, and, it, I remember hearing that over the radio. Yeah, and they kept saying, okay, you know, a little bit to the left, a little bit, so I moved the camera that way, and they said, right there, you know, and then everybody started to, taking pictures, and when the flashes went off, it looked like there was a the shadow of a... Uh, a man with like a farmer's hat on and his hands on his hips. That's what it looked like to the <laughs> to the eye. Uh-huh. Uh and but when we got the, the pictures developed, because back in the day it wasn't digital, it was all That's real right. film. Mm -hmm. Um uh, we got a series of shots with like a black uh mist that traveled through the uh the shots. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. and was able to, you know, it was picked up on the video monitor as well. But there, the, it picked up more as a uh, uh, a light figure as well. They were seeing more of the mist because it, it's black and white. The black becomes white, and white becomes black. And a right, thermal, yeah, right. 
so uh, that's what they saw too. But but we saw everybody there swore to the that they saw this man with his hands on his hips and a, like a farmer's head on. So. Wow. But, so that's where I get the farmer yokel memory. Oh, is that where it comes from? Yeah. It was the bottom floor guy in farmer's hat. Come on. Like I said, it all blurs together. It and, does. Uh, if I can interject, I think we also got a um, picture up on the fifth floor where the same thing happened. A room was uh, half blacked out by a black mist. Hmm. And there had been um, activity there throughout the night. Um, woman and one of our, this was a separate day. Mm-hmm. We were doing a um, ghost hunt event there. She had felt a burning on her neck and then had to leave. And then, you know, somebody snapped a photo and it was all black in there. And there's no power up there yet. We're getting extremely strong EMF readings. And I went back a couple times during the night. And, you know, there was nothing there, but then it slowly picked up again and then pegged out. Hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty cool place. It was a pub. You would have loved it in, actually. We, we oh, got to know, of course. <laughs> we, we, got to, we got to know the, the owners quite well, uh, John Zahos and uh, his wife. Oh. And we used to hang out there a lot. And, uh, God, they made this delicious cream pies like chocolate cream pie banana oh. cream pie oh my god they were delicious nice very nice you know and it's funny that you talk about you know back in the day because mm-hmm. when i first started my east bridgewater's most haunted team yeah that's i mean we didn't we didn't record to vcr tape but we recorded to you know the the smaller tapes um, oh yeah, the little uh, at whatever the, time. the hell they were. Yeah, like well, there was the it was after a it, it was like a DV cam. It was a DV cam tape, at at but we still had to bring, you know, we brought like a little deck, mm-hmm. like a, a a DV cam deck and and had like it, it just all this stuff, you know, yeah. and that uh, and then eventually it, it may and then i had this whole we use security cameras we had like a security camera system yep so you could have the four we would set up four cameras and have you know a display with the four the four cameras like you would have on security in a building yep. you know that's what we used mm-hmm. you know so it was kind of it was difficult when you were looking at the tape for playback because you're trying to watch four four cameras at one time. Oh, you so, could watch each one separately. Well, yeah, it was very time consuming. Oh, it's absolutely anybody who does evidence knows yeah. it's time consuming. Yeah, yeah, but that that it's so funny because that's how we used to do it, and now everybody just bam, it goes into your 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 laptop and it's and it's a file, and you're done. Love it. <laughs> gotta love oh, technology still gotta review it you do still have to review it yes and it can be yeah, very we, we used to come in with with reels and reels of uh of wire uh oh yeah huge, huge pelican cases a couple right. of those um, uh, i mean it, we would just about need a van for all the stuff we used mm-hmm. to haul in mm-hmm. uh when we when we took a step up, that's when Clay and uh, Jim Stonia joined it. Back, back in the day, we still had a lot, but it, it was as like I said, it was, back then it was all equipment that you used. I mean, we had 
Radio Shack thermometers, you know, that we used uh, right. and put out. Uh, and you could go, but they were cool because they all went back to base camp, which was kind of neat. And uh, mm-hmm. that was back in the day. So uh, right, <laughs> but it was good. It, it has progressed. I mean, uh, even uh, you, you know, thermal imaging. You can get on your uh, uh, your uh, what do you call it? Your uh, uh, iPhone. Oh, we have another Smart question. Yeah, we got another question for Ron. Excellent. Shoot. It says, uh, this is John again. I got a question for Ron. Has Ron Jr. ever investigated with Ron Sr. before? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> answered the question. Come on. Many times. Many Jumped times. <laughs> right? I also have the opportunity to... Um, investigate with some other groups not too often but mostly what I've done is through New England Ghost Project hello hello we still there what happened I'm still there oh okay I thought we lost Ron Senior for a minute you were breaking up a little bit but that's okay might have been me we blame you yeah, it must have been you because. <laughs> Awkward silence. Okay. Yeah, we, we have All been right. told if you're on Wi Fi, go closer to the router. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm reading everything that. It's paranormally related. Well, this is a haunted apartment, so. That's right. There you go. There so, you go. <laughs> anyway, Ron, uh, you know. We'll talk- answer that after the break in 30 seconds. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if if we uh, yeah, so we will talk about some other stuff. But uh, the 1859 house was definitely a cool place. Some of the other places you mentioned as well, and you said you investigated with other teams as well. So we're going to touch upon that too when we come back. And uh, I'm trying to see if we yes, we're about ready to take the break now. So. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, right here on Tojinet, Pararex, uh, Planet Paranormal, Astronet Radio, wherever else we're being played. If you have any questions, join us in the Pararex chat room, and uh, we'll be happy to answer, for you, answer them for you. And uh, we'll be right back after the following messages. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. 
feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian and our special guest this evening, Ron Kolek Jr. Rebooted. Two runs, no waiting. <laughs> there you go. So anyways, uh, just before the break, we were talking about uh, haunted places, and he mentioned we were actually talked about the 1859 club. Uh, the, what, I mean, what other, let me ask you this. I mean, you have investigated for close to 16 years. What do you think was the most uh, interesting piece of evidence that's that you have seen hands down without a doubt um, thermal dance image from the balcony around Portsmouth lighthouse pointed down at the oil house I refresh my memory in that one um, right at the corner of the oil house just normal background colors black is no was it black is white and white is black yeah so black is white no is heat. heat signature yeah, black, black is no cold. heat yeah. white is heat so it's nighttime it's the coast it's rock and brick so it's not retaining a lot of heat you have, you know, you can just see the thermal outline. Everything's down there. Then suddenly you see this black person-shaped blob materialize next to the oil house, kind of float there for a few seconds, and then boom, it's gone. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Ah. I, know which one, I know which one you're talking about, right? That was the, the the first, I think, investigation we did there, I believe. A second? No, 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 no. The no. first one was that cool fog bank. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a totally different one. Yep, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like I said, they melt. Like you said, they melt on mm-hmm. in after a while, especially a, place that, <laughs> especially a place that you've gone back to so many times. And uh, and that place continues to get uh, interesting results. I mean, uh, we do the haunt. I'm the, I'm the chairman of the Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, and we do haunted tours there once a month in the summertime. And... Uh, we're still getting really, really cool results from it. Uh, just last weekend, uh, there was someone in the tour that took a picture, and this clear silhouette of a a, uh, a shadow of a of a man uh, on the fort wall. So, it's, would you say they got a little silhouette of a man? It's got a push. It's got a push. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I was just going to ask you because I knew you were there. This past weekend, what you got? 
There were other cool photographs too, but to me that was one of the the coolest ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and the ones, of course, that they used on the Ghost Hunter as well. That was taken on a tour because uh, the Ghost Hunters did that place as well in nineteen. I forget what year it was. We did we did the first investigation here in two thousand five. Yeah, absolutely shameless self promotion. <laughs> we were the first. Yeah, not anybody yeah. else. Yeah, at two thousand five, and then the the ghost. Hunt, in fact, we were doing tours, and and the photographs they used in the show was taken during one of our tours. Uh, it it was pretty cool. They had the wrong narrative with the to- the photograph, but that's all right. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. That's what why would they, they get it right? TV. Yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. Are any of these pictures posted anywhere? No, no, because. No. No, unfortunately not. Those are part of our tour, so they're strictly for that. Oh, darn. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess people will just have to go on more tours. That's all there, there is go. to it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that place is, is – is, is, uh, you know, I have to tell you a funny story, though, and, and we usually tell us during the tours, too, that uh, – during the show, uh, Jason and Grant are in the fort, and uh, they hear a loud squeaky noise, like a, a like a, somebody screaming or something. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, "Oh, we're going to have have to ask Jeremy about that." And of course, Jeremy is the uh, uh, client in the show, and uh, but they never do. But right, almost immediately after the show, everybody started calling in because they knew exactly what it was. It was the the uh, siren on the bridge that uh, opens up in Portsmouth for the to, in Kittery to let the uh, boats through. Ah, okay. So you have to be a local to know these things. Yeah, well, that's the thing about the you know investigating and only going in for a, a short period of time, a day right. or two days. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you have to get accustomed to the. Uh, the area like you know steve i mean he he investigated a place for like sixteen thousand hours which is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i'd be bored out of my gourd mm, right but on the other hand you know exactly what kind of evidence you're getting absolutely well scientific method repeatable results come on now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> so what are what are uh some other where else did you say that you had investigated together? I mean, I know you've gone a lot of places. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wyndham, New London Ledge, Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, Wood Island Lighthouse, uh, Rose Island Lighthouse. Oh, that was cool. Rose Island was cool. Um, the Haunted Victorian and Gardner, Houghton Mansion, many times. That was cool, times. too. Um, was awesome. Many times. The um, Portal Picture Place. Don't remember where that was. Um, Pembroke. Yeah. Pembroke? No, I think that was Bo, actually. No, Pembroke. Okay. Um, There's a, a lot. I mean, you can keep going. Yeah. I'm sure there are dozens so that you can't even remember right now. Because, like you said, they do meld in after a while. Oh, there was that uh, Sugar Hill Inn up uh, past Franconia Notch that, to return to um, event uh, investigation I did with another group that... Um, my dad and I did with Nepi as guests of them, which is a very awesome experience. Yeah, and you've investigated a lot with uh, Tom D'Agostino as well, right? And uh, Arlene Nicholson, his wife, yes, done a few investigations with them. Um, Historic Society down in, I don't even remember, 
Um, we went to one of their events at the Stagecoach Inn. Mm-hmm. And, well, we have another question for you. So I'll tell you what, you get a lot of questions today. It's just, That's all right. good. This is from uh, Stephen Scott uh, from Scotland, who you know. Hey, Steve. Place. How's it going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the availability of information today, this is for you. With the mm-hmm. availability of information today, what makes the best investigation? The well-known cases are the lesser-known spontaneous ones. That's a good question, actually. Mm. Yeah, that is a very good question. Not really sure how to answer that because I can. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> you get awesome results for the first time you're in. Yeah, I know your school of thought on that. The spirits don't know what's going on, so they're more interested. Other than, oh, look, it's these idiots again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, but it's, it's not. It's not like, oh, let's put a show on for them. Yeah, it's Here come those idiots again. <laughs> and for a. You know, evidence, scientific, repeatable results, you know. Multiple visits. Yeah, multiple visits by multiple groups. You want to have, have a bigger um, cross-section of people as possible through there. But the only problem with that is you end up, and I think, and this is absolutely no proof and, and nothing but a theory, is that you end up with cross-contamination in that, uh, I think sometimes people bring their own spirits with them, and sometimes uh, people can can uh, you know call in spirits that weren't necessarily there, and or even just power suggestion. Even yeah, power suggestion. It's a haunted so, if you don't, yeah, that's why I like to know as little about a place to, that I investigate before I go. I want to know as much as I can afterwards after I've done my investigation. But uh, the reason is you don't want that. Any power suggested or as little as possible. Uh, even when we we talk to the client, and and I hate that word client, by the way, but uh, when we talk to the, the the client, I will ask them, you know, I'll ask them, well, where where have you had uh, most activity? I won't ask for particulars, but I'll ask I, just because, especially if it's a big place, you want to concentrate your efforts. Yeah. In the in the and if there's a you know if there's like one room that everything's always happening. I mean, you certainly want to make sure that room is covered. So that's the, and and I usually don't tell the team that and I will tell them where I want the cameras and stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, we we try to get out as little information as we can before going. So I I agree that that knowing uh, the spontaneous, uh, to me anyways, are the most enjoyable ones. The other ones, I just think it's just too contaminated. Right. I would agree with that as well. the Hooten Mansion has been done so many times, you, you know, that it's, it's just you, you don't know anymore, you know. Right. I would agree. And I, I think that when you go in a place and it's fresh, uh, you know, at least to you, mm-hmm. and you have a small group, and the smaller the group, the better. I mean, the more um, people you have. Well, depending on the size of the location. Some, right. I, I mean, agree. With, I, but these group ghost hunts, mm-hmm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, make me crazy because I just feel like it's a complete, you know, there's so many, there's so much energy. I don't know. Maybe it's better that there's energy because you're raising the energy. But I, I yeah. feel like stuff gets lost. Well, that's, also, that's 
just from a purely scientific perspective, the more people you have, your every additional person is exponentially more, you know, unknown factors that you're throwing in that, you know, is it just somebody brushing up against something? They don't even realize it themselves that is now, you know, an unknown noise on a recorder or a video. Was it somebody walking another part of the building that carried exactly. through the heating system uh, or, you know, through the windows or through the halls? You, you really don't know. It, it makes There's it, no it way to difficult. model it either. Right. It's difficult. Uh, it, right. It's extremely difficult. You do your best. Uh, there are some locations that, you know, big teams are pretty uh, – they're, they're kind of needed. I mean, when we did the Nantum, that was a huge place. Mm. And uh, the, the teams didn't seem to interfere too much with them. And we, we got some decent results there. Not, not, you know, not the best we've ever had, but uh, I thought it was a decent uh, investigation. Rose Island was another good place because you could at least be separated enough that you're not contaminating and a simple radio call can clear anything up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the, uh, the house in Tingsboro was an excellent one, too, because we actually, in that one, almost had to set up two base camps because there were two separate uh, Yeah, locations. the barn and the house itself. Yeah, yeah, so that was, that was kind of cool, too. So, so, yeah, you do run into those problems when you investigate, and those are the things you have to, uh, you know, take into consideration. Mm-hmm. So, I... I Go ahead, Ian. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and like, and like anything else, when you have a team and you're used to working with those people and you know you know how it – you work like a machine. You know, you're all used to working with each other. You know what's expected. You know what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. and what to clarify. And I just um, – you know, working with the same team – is so beneficial, mm-hmm. I think. It is. You know what's interesting is is uh, uh, on the uh, international show yesterday, um, Steve Parsons with my co-host, but Anne Winsper, who is his co-founder of uh, Parascience with him, and she's a psychologist. And she, what she does is she actually analyzes the members of the team, Ooh. so that when when they when they investigate, they get lend an extra little bit or, uh, you know, a credibility to some of the, the comments that they, they get. For instance, if someone is really skeptical and, and they say, well, you know, uh, I heard, I think I heard a large uh, or a footstep or something, then, you know, another person, the same person might have said, well, I heard the four horsemen of the apocalypse running down the, the <laughs> hallway. It, so you have to know the psychology of the of the uh, the team as well, and, mm-hmm. and the same with my team. I I, I didn't do the this the, the psychological workups that Anne has done on on the teams, but uh, we know. And Ryan, you'll have to agree with me. There are certain members of the team will see things a certain way. Don't you agree? Yes. Absolutely. So the, even the psychology of the team plays plays into an investigation. Oh, always. I mean, there's it, so many little unknown variables, you know, it, and especially if you have a public um, ghost hunt event like at Houghton Mansion or 
you know, a lot of the places they have over in England, to name a few. And I'm sure there's a lot more here that I'm just not uh, minding off the top of my head. Right. But, yeah, I mean, you get you got that much expectation in. Yeah. Right. We have another question, too. Uh, this is from Stephen Scott once again. And, uh, well, this is kind of to more for both of us, Ron, and, mm-hmm. but I'll let you answer it uh, because you, and, cause you can describe not only for our group but other groups too So, because uh, I can answer it for hours. Have you ever used animals, dogs, for example, on investigation to see if their reputed sense of the paranormal has an effect on the group and the findings? Are you, Actually, you have- we have not. That would that's something that we would actually have liked to in the past, I know. But no, we have not brought one along. But mostly because Dad is not a dog person. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in an apartment that you can't have dogs. So, I mean, trying to get a cat to do anything. You know. <laughs> it's like the cat's acting weird. Oh, wait, it's just being a cat. Okay. Yeah. I'll be happy to lend you Neo next time you head out. There you just, go. Just take him. Just I want to mention to Stephen Scott, uh, actually. Uh, you know, Stephen investigated uh, Fifey Castle for us and, of course, the bridge where all the dogs, 50 dogs committed suicide by jumping over the, the bridge. And I want to let him know that I have found other examples of that same behavior as well, including just recently, uh, within the past few months, of a dog that jumped off a cliff the same way for no particular reason. Wow. Where? Uh, Out west. Well, let me add the caveat to that of no particular reason that makes sense to humans. I'm sure it made a lot of sense to the dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to answer. They were dead. Mm -hmm. Well. It jumped off for a reason, so what, whether the reason is logical or even intelligent is right. rather moot because the dog so did it for so a reason. Right, sort of like dealing with a woman. You, don't, you never know what the hell her, she's thinking. Indeed. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha. Thank you, Ann. Ha. You took, you took that very well, in. Very good. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to drink my wine and bypass that comment. There you go. So, anyways, (laughs) but there are teams that, uh, and and I had, I'm trying to figure out where I had the discussion. It was probably with Steve where we discussed uh, the use of animals in the paranormal before. And I believe there was somebody in the UK that did use a, a dog. And uh, I remember there was there was also somebody who had a ghost dog named Charlie that he used to take on investigations with him as well. But I, I don't know the details, so I I can't uh, uh, get into it. Hmm. Okay. Ghost dog named Charlie. All right. The the one thing that I would have to um, just looking at it as kind of I do thinking through all the variables. Um, yeah, you take a dog into a strange location, you know, they're going to, you're going to get more, well, a different response than if you had taken them into a place they've been many times before. You know, what's the baseline for, you know, normal behavior out of that animal in any given location? 
Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the, the interesting thing, too, now this may have something to do with what we're going to be doing up at uh, SpiritQuest this year. Of course, SpiritQuest is in September, September 23rd, I think, the 3rd to 25th, I believe. Yes. And uh, Steve Parsons coming over, and of course it is Angel and Demons. And one of the things we're going to have there is the God Chamber. And the God Chamber is uh, a scientific test where uh, certain conditions can produce uh, spiritual... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, spiritual effects. Um, God, I, there's a better word for that. I know there is, but anyways. So we religious we, we, euphoria. How about uh, that? Well, not really. It, it, they it, they definitely have a uh, you know they'll have a religious uh, experience, I guess. Uh, so anyways, okay. so there may be something. Uh, this could be produced. Uh, mechanically so maybe there is something like uh steve's ultrasound that uh affects the dog as well that that you know we can't particularly pick up on it but uh the dog can because the dogs have a good sense of hearing uh their eyesight believe it or not is not all that great right uh, but their sense of hearing and smell is is well good and you know it's not just limited to animals because you know you talk about the differences in age and they talk about this with teenagers uh at at the malls where they they don't want the teenagers to linger so they have this high-pitched uh sound that they put out uh, it sounds like their the mother's voice. Is that what it is? Yeah, it sounds like their mother's screeching voice. No, uh, but it's a high-pitched noise. Uh, people over 30 don't hear it. But younger people are going, oh, my God, what is that noise? And I have had firsthand experience with this because, as you know, I work in a high school. I work with teenagers. And I've had them say to me before, what is what, whatever, if we're in the edit bay or whatever, and they're like, don't you hear that? And I'm like, what? What are you, what are you hearing? I hear this horrible high-pitched noise, and there will be two of them looking at me like I'm crazy. And, uh, you know, so there is a real difference based on your age on what you hear. So it's not just animals is what I'm saying. There's things that Ron might not hear. I might hear someone who's 18 years old would hear and we don't hear. So it's, it's just, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I hope does. so. Yeah, it does. It does make sense that, that it, 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 we may be attuned to different frequencies. Ah, see, Roy in the chat says they make ringtones like that so teachers can't hear calls and texts on the kids' phones. Really? Ah, ha, ha. That's amazing. There you go. Very clever. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's there are so many different effects. I mean, maybe that's why we talk about mediums and frequency and how they can mm-hmm. tune into the dead. Maybe that's the same thing in, in that they have a certain frequency that they, we can work with and, and tune into uh, those who have passed. There you go. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ron, I mean, what, what piece of equipment do you, th- do you think is the best thing for a, a ghost hunter to have? 
himself. That's about it. Really? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm going. I've swung pretty far away from tech, you know, besides the struggle of getting people to actually sit their butts down and go through all the evidence. Um, but then if you don't have anything to capture, yeah, you gotta, it, you have to, how can you have uh, evidence? It. Otherwise, it's it never happened. But, you know, it's, I mean, we're really like having a surveillance system to rival Fort Knox and, you know, all this other crap is great and all, but now it's really a pendulum, a recorder, EMF meter, maybe a handy cam and call it a night. Ah, it's interesting you said pendulum. No. <laughs> you know how much I hate the L-Rod. Yeah, but you used a pendulum. Now, this is a piece of equipment that has no scientific basis at all, and yet so many people that I'm associated with absolutely love them. Why do you think that is? And, and, and you can answer that, too, because you have one, too. I, do, I have many. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So either one of you, both of you, actually, I'd like to hear your answers. All right. I'll dive in first. Uh, I, I There's something about the pendulum I feel a personal connection to, and I feel a wow. big, long pizza from the dead. All right. We Can heard you imagine this. that? That went by fast. Woo-hoo. But I feel a personal connection to the pendulum, and I feel like uh, that's, that's how I enjoy communicating that way. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I can I can feel it's it's very tangible. I can feel the tension in the chain. I can see how it reacts, and so I does really it help enjoy you connect. It. Does it help you connect as well? I think so. Yes. Okay. So, Ron, we're running out of time. What's your answer on that? Um, why do you like it? I like it because I mean the L rod is just so. Yo, I don't care about the L-Rod, but why do you like the pen? I'm drawing a comparison here. The yeah. L-Rod, there's just so much, you know, movement of your hands and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it's not a stable thing. You can lock your arms and brace it. You know, you're, you can say what you want about micro-muscle movements. You're not doing anything to the damn pendulum. It's just going, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I like it. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, dowsing is pretty unscientific, which kind of clashes with my skepticism, mm-hmm. but it's agreeable to my skepticism because, again, you're, it's just so braced that you're not the one moving it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I agree. Yeah. I, so. I don't feel that I'm moving it. Yeah, the, the only problem is, and, and and I tell everybody who does dowsing, is that you know you can influence it. That's the, the most difficult, to me, the most difficult thing if you're going to douse is to be able to have the disconnect and that you, you don't really, looking for a, a particular answer, it just comes, basically. Mm-hmm. So that that's the most difficult thing in, mm-hmm. in dowsing. Okay. 
Anyways, this is a tune, so we got to wrap it up. So check out our website, neghostproject.com. The letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. This has been Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ian and Ron. Our special guest has been Ron Jr. right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Astronet, and wherever the hell else will be in play. So until mm-hmm. next time, good night and God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.